The State Board of Education is getting two new members. I'm Michael Cross with the KOSU Daily on this Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. I'll have that. Plus, a study examines climate change in Oklahoma and Tulsa celebrates wiener dogs during Oktoberfest. All that ahead on the KOSU Daily. Has your water ever acted up, smelled funky, or gone out? Or have you always had reliable water from your well or public utility? It's easy to tell us about the water issues you'd like to see covered. Just fill out our quick water line survey. You can visit kosu.org or text the word WATER to 844-777-7719 to share your water story today. Thanks. Governor Sid appoints two new members to the State Board of Education. State Impact's Beth Wallace has the details. Zach Archer is the current vice president of the Hammond Public School Board and the managing director at Great Plains Investment Services. Archer will serve as the board's at-large member, which means he doesn't represent a specific district. Stitt also appointed Alex Gray, a managing partner at strategic advisory firm American Global Strategies. He also serves in senior positions at several other foreign policy research organizations. He will represent District 5 in central Oklahoma. Gray also sits on the board of directors for the Oklahoma Conservative Political Action Committee Foundation, which describes itself as, quote, restoring the biblical foundations of Western civilization, working to redeem the minds of the next generation. He also chairs the Oklahoma-China Readiness Working Group at conservative think tank Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs. Gray was also a staff member in former President Trump's White House. The next state board meeting is Thursday. For State Impact, I'm Beth Wallace. Lawmakers are looking at ways to increase the state's turkey population. The Senate Tourism and Wildlife Committee heard from experts yesterday about why Oklahoma has seen a significant decline of wild turkeys. While this isn't the first time the state has seen a decline, it can be concerning for hunters in rural Oklahoma. Recommendations include maintaining and supporting wildlife management areas, helping landowners protect the turkey habitat, and better managing predator populations. A nonprofit specializing in environmental justice releases an extensive investigation into climate-linked extreme weather and crop insurance for Oklahoma. State Impact's Brittany Cordera has more. The nonprofit called the Environmental Working Group found that drought, excess moisture, hail, heat, and freeze damage triggered over $2.6 billion in crop insurance over 22 years to Oklahoma farmers. The study also shows the state is in a hot spot for these extreme weather events. The Environmental Working Group is releasing the full investigation November 1st. For State Impact, I'm Brittany Cordera. The Oklahoma Broadband Office is providing more than $374 million to increase Internet access. Officials say they are using American Rescue Plan funds to cut down on the more than 700,000 Oklahomans who don't have access to reliable, affordable Internet. However, the office has received more than 14 times as many requests from companies to build out internet infrastructure, primarily in rural Oklahoma, worth more than $5 billion. In total, the state hopes to spend about $1.3 billion in federal money to improve rural access to the internet. Lawmakers in Washington, D.C. are facing a deadline of a little more than two months to pass the 2023 Farm Bill. Harvest Public Media's Sarah Kellogg reports the legislation is facing challenges beyond an upcoming deadline. 
The Farm Bill governs a litany of agricultural and food programs in the country. The newest version of this bill must pass by the end of the year. However, right now, that's a daunting task. The U.S. House is without a speaker and cannot conduct any business. Additionally, lawmakers will again work through preventing a shutdown in mid-November. Speaking after a roundtable in Missouri about the Farm Bill, Missouri U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt said the Senate hasn't been proactive enough with appropriations bills. Mark my words, we're going to get to November 17th and Chuck Schumer is going to say, here is a massive omnibus bill that you don't have time to read. Take it or leave it. And if you don't support it, you're for a government shutdown. It's ridiculous. Senator John Bozeman, who also attended the roundtable, said he's interested in extending the deadline to pass the farm bill. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Sarah Kellogg. A former Chickasaw Nation accountant faces two years in prison for embezzling almost half a million dollars in federal funds. KOSU's Cheyenne Leach has more. Christopher Wallace Covington pleaded guilty to theft concerning programs receiving federal funds last year. Earlier this month, he was sentenced by a federal judge to 24 months in prison and to pay $500,000 in restitution. Covington served as an accounting manager in the Chickasaw Nation Department of Treasury. He is accused of using his position to steal $486,000 met for Chickasaw students between 2017 and 2021. In Stillwater, I'm Cheyenne Leach. The federal government is recognizing Tulsa as a technology hub. The Oklahoma Public Media Exchange's Max Bryan reports. A tech hub is acknowledged by the federal government as a region with a plan to enhance its tech sector and become a global leader over the next decade. Members of the city's tech industry are now eligible to apply for up to $75 million in federal grant money. Tyrants Billingsley of Black Tech Street said Tulsa's tech sector was one of 31 regions chosen from more than 400 that applied to compete for the federal money. Different cities and regions will apply for essentially funding to help build out the regional tech hub, so we have to pick specific areas. Billingsley said he and others in Tulsa's tech sector want to build out systems related to cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and advanced mobility. Stakeholders may be able to meet those goals with the 75 million up for grabs. The second round of applications for the tech hubs are due at the end of February. Here in Tulsa, I'm Max Bryan. And 29 counties across southern Oklahoma and north central Texas also received a tech hub designation. The Texoma Semiconductor Tech Hub is being led by Southern Methodist University in Dallas. You can find more information on both tech hubs at kosu.org. And Tulsa celebrates one of its most popular four-legged traditions. During the city's annual Oktoberfest, Tulsans came together for the Dachshund Dash Sunday with wiener dog owners racing their pets in a friendly competition. Some competitors, like Christina Bradley and her dog Harley, were first-time racers. She's not even won yet. This is her first time to Oktoberfest, and we just won our first race, and we'll see how we do with the second one. Oktoberfest Executive Director Tanya Carrick says it's so much fun to watch. You just can't help smiling. So this arena is full of hundreds, maybe thousands, I'd say thousands of people who are all smiling and laughing and just tickled to death cheering these dogs on. Tulsa's Oktoberfest has received national recognition and was recently voted as one of the top 10 best in the country by USA Today. And finally, from the KOSU events calendar, Ponca City Arts and Humanities Council hosts the Rocky Horror Picture Show on Friday, October 27th for two shows at 8 and 11.30 p.m. at the Ponkin Theater in Ponca City. 
Beer, wine, concessions, and prop bags will be available at the venue with a costume contest held before the start of each show. You can find the KOSU Daily wherever you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. You can keep up to date on all the latest news throughout the day at KOSU.org. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KOSU Radio. This is the KOSU Daily, Oklahoma News, every weekday.